Coaster Kings Radio. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this new Coaster Kings Radio episode. We're here with Sean. That's me. I'm Alex. <laughs> and here's Sven. And Sven. We are very excited to talk about some of the new things we wrote since our last recording, which um, Alex and I went on a couple little trips. We did Silver Dollar City to check out Time Traveler. Mm-hmm. We went to Carowinds for Copperhead Strike. And then yesterday we rode Tigris during Media Day at Bush Gardens Tampa. So we'll talk about that a little bit before we jump overseas to Europe, where Sven's going to be all about Wallaby, Belgium and Wallaby Holland today. So yes. um, we'll start with Time Traveler, I suppose. Um, Time Traveler, what do you think? Uh, I, I really liked it. I, did, I liked it more than I thought. Yeah, me too. I'm not a huge fan of spinning coasters. I was skeptical because I was like, you know, I think I would like it better if it didn't spin. And that was my impression going in. And I still kind of sort of felt that way coming out. But I have to admit that I liked it really well, despite the, the rotating of the cars. Like, I guess that's I mean, the spinning wasn't. Use. Yeah, the spinning wasn't too People bad. Like it's, it's really it's a rotation. Like the cars spin very slowly. It's not like a tilt a whirl or like a crazy mouse or anything like that. Like it's a very gentle, gradual um and and randomized but nothing nothing intense really just about like repositioning the car as you go through the layout so that you have a different sensation and if anything ride. Uh, there was definitely rides to respond more than the other rides mm-hmm. like i would say there was one ride where we were mostly backwards i yeah. wasn't mad about it yeah so it really wasn't that intense when it came to the rotating spinning aspect i love that um the only Mo- the only moment of the ride that has any sort of programmed or I guess influenced it's the beginning is at the beginning. The beginning. There's a magnet right out of the station, so all of the cars get a half rotation as they dispatch from the station, and then from there, okay, you go um, down the that distribution cool takeover, which is great. Like the first drop out of the station, I didn't quite realize that the station is the high point of the ride. Like the tallest point in the entire ride is the station. Well, that little well, top except hat. for the little yeah, top hat. A, at the the end. top hat is like. The top hat towards the end of the ride is, like, marginally higher than yeah. the station. But, like, the station is the top, so the giant drop, I didn't quite realize this is way big. A fabulous drop. Yeah. We learned that if you sit facing forward in the station, you will be going backwards down, down the drop. drop. And, and that's, that's, that's so a 90 degree drop, so, so that was pretty so sick. So cool. And then, I so mean, spinning-wise, yeah. it's like uh, Sierra Sidewinder? Less. At less, Knott's Berry? Less. Yeah. Definitely less so. I would say maybe, like... I mean, yeah, I can even we describe it. We've some rides on Sidewinder that we drilled. Like, I would say Sidewinder on a scale of, like, 1 to 10. 10 being, like, Raton Loco at La Feria and 0 I would say being if you a look stationary at, non-spinning coaster. If you look at any inversion or main element on that ride, it would be, like, high, like at most, 1 for rotation yeah. per element. So it's, like, you're really not spinning that much or rotating. Like, it's hard that. to compare it to a different to another spinning coaster. Um, mm-hmm. because rides, they either, they don't spin or they're designed to spin very fast. I think in most cases, even some of the gentler design ones, um, ones where you face outward generally spin less than ones where you face inward in order because weight is on the, the end. Yeah. 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 The mm-hmm. whole, there's a whole physics conversation about how that works, but I digress. The time traveler rotating, um, just it, it feels almost controlled, but really it's just that the cars mm-hmm. they the way that the the bearings on on the um oh, what am I trying to say? Whatever yeah, how, the rotating me. mechanism, the way it's set up, it's like weight will always uh determine which way you spin, but it can only spin so fast. It's mm-hmm. like uh 
it's almost like they're, there's like brake pads on the It's almost like the Zack spins that are like, you can control the amount of spinning yeah. on the Zack spins, and Green yeah. Lantern and Magimon was like trimmed. Yeah. yeah. So it's like it hardly would ever flip. It's mm-hmm. kind of the same thing on the trains on. Mm. So there's yeah. like magnetic pieces in there. It's, it's really, it's totally different from any kind of spinning coaster, and not just in terms of like the layout and what they've accomplished and like the launches and stuff, but also just in the, the, the design integrity of the, of the rotating cars. Was, somewhere between programmed and It was just cool to have a full-size coaster that could have been a regular sit-down attraction, have that extra feature, and I think that's what brought it from, like, in just another launch coaster yeah. to one of the best coasters in their, in, their, yeah, in, their, in their lineup. As the new Mac coasters are opening and they're getting some negative attention for the lack of acceleration in yeah. our mm-hmm. launches. The launches weren't that yeah. great on Time Traveler right, like Time Traveler, because you're probably not facing forward. And it's lap bars. It's not like you have a, a harness keeping your head forward. If you're happening to be facing in reverse during the launch, you don't have to worry about getting whiplash. So, like, the, the, mm-hmm. the gradual acceleration of the launches on Time Traveler are, are totally justified, given that you're probably not facing forward during the launch. Um, similarly, on Copperhead Strike... Uh, if you don't mind, if did you did you have anything else well, you wanted to say on? That, well, on I have a couple more things. Okay, we can talk about Copperhead Strike in a sec about the launches. Yeah, because I want to also pick up on that. Like uh, next year, there should be uh, one opening in Europe as well, being in Poulton's Park. Oh, I love oh, Poulton's they're, Park. They're getting one as well. Okay, I didn't know. Like that. a yeah. big one, or like a like a Manta at SeaWorld San Diego. Um, not sure because the concept art shows the train, like Timekeeper, uh, time, time Traveler, Time Traveler. <laughs> Timekeeper sounds cooler, honestly. Really, I like yeah. Time Traveler. I like Timekeeper. Um, and so they have this American, uh, forgotten, uh, city story behind it. And that seems to be one of the rides, so it, it, there'll probably be a Mac. I didn't even know. And That's awesome. Ah, well, I love that it was part. shared on Euro- European Coaster Kings. I should have known. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's, it's okay. And um, I think also Futuroscope is opening an Intamin spinning coaster next year. Oh, Mission it's going to be Kepler. spinning. Okay. Yes. Is it launched? That's, uh, hmm, not sure. I feel like in 2019, it's almost like if it's not launched, if it's not a launch coaster, that's news. There's so many launch mm-hmm. coasters being built that it's almost or like... It's open this year, too. Like. Parks are not even... Like, parks are not stopping at one or two launch coasters like mm-hmm. they were before. It's like you can basically have a launch coaster for every kind of non... Like a lift hill coaster. Well, people feel to forget... Or people forget <laughs> and feel to realize that a lot of these launch coasters, you cut down so much cost but not having to, like create your your speed by building into the sky because like if you need a lot of speed it's cheaper to have built on the ground mm-hmm. than build like 200 feet into the air mm-hmm. so i think that's like launches and especially now launches are so energy efficient you're really starting to prove that you know the mm-hmm. launch is the new lift though but yeah the launch is on especially if you're a disney park or any park that is doing mm-hmm. a thematic tie-in where it's a lot easier to theme a launch than it is to theme a lift hill oh yeah now, Time Traveler, real quick before we move on, um, the theming is actually pretty cool. Like, the station has, like, you know, very Silver Dollar City touches, except there's this one thing they do on the ride where, like, when we come back to the break run and there's this, there's this audio and it said, like, great job, this is our biggest time jump yet. 
Remember, uh, dream, dream big, big and, and do, do good. good. And I'm like, and this I'm like, is did ruined you, to ride. Did you just steal this from SeaWorld? <laughs> it sounds like something from One Ocean. Yeah, it sounds like a killer whale's about to jump out of the ocean and tell you to, like, you know, save, save the whales. The but audio, yeah. It's it a, was, like, it's really audio off, off at the end of the ride, at the brake run. And it's, the story is, like, this, this clocksmith who's also an inventor and makes stuff in his basement. And his granddaughter is, like, uh, you know, like a science nerd school project science so they had time travel together so he, his 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 uh invention was the time machine and um so the, the dialogue in the break run is the is the daughter and the and the dad like talking to each other and then at the end they're we like remember to dream dream big and do good this is the biggest time jump yeah. yet they're like we did it <laughs> well, i was like <laughs> oh my goodness i was like i didn't even realize that it was such a child well like I, there's such a family theme behind this whole thing it just seems it seems a little out of place because like the the theme is there but it's not overt really maybe we just weren't looking mm-hmm. close enough at like the the theme and the cue and stuff but for the typical writer, the typical park goer, the dialogue feels totally out of place. And people even were looking at us. People, we're yeah, looking at each other love, like, what like, is this audio? Ga- gauging guest reactions of the dialogue in the break run, and they're just like, what is this? <laughs> and then you, get, <laughs> then you get to the exit store, and it's just a bunch There's of merchandise that says, There's stuff that says dream, dream big, big and be good. good. And I'm <laughs> like, oh my, people are buying this, too. <laughs> well, maybe. Seven so, Hour City thinks people are buying Town this. Town Traveler was awesome. Except for the last like ten seconds, not only was it the end of the ride, but it was just like it got worse. Like, <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, audio. sitting in the break run, it's it's not as annoying or tedious as the shed on Mystic Timbers at Kings Island, but as far as like post break run sequences that make me not want to re ride. The dialogue on Time Traveler is pretty up there. Well, there's a million stairs you have to go down. And you go also, up like yeah, a million stairs. Yeah. Again. You because the the station is elevated like five stories, but you have to go down into the valley and from from up. your engine and then climb up the stairs. But I'm not okay. We love time travel. Though. But it's a great, great ride. Um, Copperhead Strike, which also a great ride, also a great ride. I think I liked Copperhead Strike just a tiny bit better. I think I disagree. Mm-hmm. I think I liked time travel slightly better because it had that like you know that twist twist to it. Yeah, <laughs> get fun. Um, <laughs> Copperhead Strike in certain spots felt just like another mech launcher, but yeah. it did have a really, it had, it had a bunch of cool elements. That the launch really on Copperhead Strike, the the slowness, the rolling launch mm-hmm. on them, definitely like it's noticeable. It's less glaring on Time Traveler because of the the part where you're spinning and you're probably not facing yeah. forward. On a traditional forward facing train with no gimmick to distract you. <laughs> The launches on Copperhead Strike feel very gentle. However, they mm-hmm. feel more gentle than Manta at Sea. The first, oh, definitely. It's, yeah. it's, I, I had, I made a joke on Instagram about how like Copperhead Strike's launches are just brake runs in reverse, and I didn't realize <laughs> how true that was until we rode. Um, but the pre-show at the beginning is good for a couple of reasons. One, it's, it's, it's very thematic. Like they're telling a story. The cue for Copperhead Strike is is amazing. They really went all out with um, props and things to, to develop a storyline. I would say even more so than Silver Dollar City did with, with Time Traveler. I would never would have said that. I never would have thought that, like, Carowinds Cedar Fair's thematic uh, commitment was outclassing a Hershen family entertainment ride of a similar mm-hmm. caliber. But that's where we're at, apparently. Um, the pre-show is not too long. It's got um, 
screens on onto your left. There's a whole sequence. When he says happening. pre-show, it just means like right at the launch track, like yeah. the show building. Yeah. Okay. You, you, so it's um, while you're oh, yeah, in the ride. ride. It's a, you go through. Yeah. The, you dispatch. You go through the JoJo roll. You make a 180 right turn into the, this moonshine distillery shed. I think that that's basically the theme of this ride. It's very simple. It's a moonshine distillery, and it explodes. And uh, <laughs> not quite as convoluted as, as the, um, the time traveler plot. Um, but drink, if, drink big. <laughs> uh, yeah, drink big, drink often or something. Um, but yeah, so the pre-show at the beginning, you've got people on your left, these big, big, very clear, I don't know if they're like 4K level, but they're very clear projections mm-hmm. on the left. And you're kind of watching the show to your left. And then you, di- you, you take off as the, the distillery is exploding. And the fact that everyone's facing their left for the for the pre-show mid-ride uh, is another reason probably why the acceleration cannot be very strong because you can't have people looking to their left uh, and then, you know, give them, like, an accelerator-style dispatch out of the station or people would, you know, get hurt. Um, so do you feel that they should do more theming on other rides as well or on, on every new ride? Uh, you know what? It kind of depends on the park. I, I, just, I just understand yeah. that parks, like... Six Flags and see the fair parks. They just, you know, they're not big budget parks. You go there for the roller coasters that, you know, are 300 foot in the sky. You don't go mm-hmm. there for, like, you know, a limousine themed racing through LA sort of thing. So, I, though I always appreciate theming, these parks have no power of ever creating theming at the level of, like, you know, Universal Disney parks. So, I don't really think mm-hmm. that their focus should lay there. I think the focus should lay in what they can do best, and that's, you know, full rides. And Combat okay. Strike does a good job adding that thrill element. There's, there's like, like as, as expected, there are some dead moments on that ride, but there's some really strong airtime. Yeah. Like, there are some crazy airtime. There are air time. some I great was... airtime moments. But I guess the parts of the ride that I expected to be my favorite parts weren't. Like, yeah. The second launch that is, like, wavy. Is kind there of was no airtime in the oh, yeah. There was kind no airtime on a double up. That was my favorite thing about the concept, and it ended up being one of the least memorable Moments it wasn't until the after the top hat that you have that really quick turn into the loop, and then you have out of the loop as this like quick bank turn through yeah. the you no know, that's the, the, the threads to your first loop. The right, I think. Are, it, it, God, the, so after good. the second loop, you thread the first loop with a very sharp, uh, almost RMC looking uh, overbank that's also an airtime hill that kind mm. of you know flings you through the first loop. And that leads in that leads you into a really quick transition, like an S turn, yeah. like air like an airtime S turn. Those are two of the best moments on the ride. Yeah. So I think in this ride there's a good mix of airtime and hang time and then a, you know then a couple of elements that really shouldn't have been there. Like, like yeah, a couple the turns is, at the end like, like the two whatever. Best moments, those those um, those previously mentioned ones where you thread the loop and then the, the really swift airtime transition after. Then there's a lot of like it does kind of like a uh, a figure eight shape thing not quite a figure eight but it, you know it, it, it you know a couple turns makes man, a lot right? of directional changes that are not they don't re- i don't feel like they really elevate the experience i feel like they could have mm. just there's like a, a a big u-turn that is basically i don't think necessary right there at the end and they could have they could have just cut that out and put an airtime hill that leads to the final mm. airtime hill into the brake run which is a great moment to cap it off um mm-hmm. it would have been less expensive you know a, a cheaper ride and the ride would have been better uh, I think than just having the meandering bits with no, it, it, they're not particularly forceful. There's no airtime. There's no like impressive transitioning. It's just kind of, just kind of there. And how do the loops feel? Loops are great. 
It's very small, like very circular kind of yeah. like sports cups, except there's hang time. Like mm-hmm. they go through it so slow that you're like literally yeah, typically typically Mac. They, yeah, the, yeah. The people, I, I people can say what they want about the the acceleration of the launch, but the overall speed of the ride is perfect. Well, yeah, like these elements are tiny. I think I realized how small the ride was, so we get there. And it's a mm. tiny it's ride. Snug. I can't believe these strains are able to navigate some of these like airtime hills. Like they're so small and snappy. Yeah, like they big. look like Mac Big Dipper it's elements. Not very big. Yeah, it, it does. It, it has like a mass gravity feel. Yeah, very it. small. Absolutely. It, yeah. And really, the plot that this I mean, this ride occupied like the station for Rolling Thunder, or uh, not Rolling Thunder, wrong wooden coaster, uh, Thunder, Thunder Road. Road. Uh, and like part of us. Uh, of the plot for their old Intamin Spillwater ride or Hopkins Spillwater or whatever, their, their shoot the shoot ride, and then like a kiddie pool. Like this was this plot of land that they built this whole new area on Blue Ridge Junction, which is really nice. Um, it's just kind of this Frankenstein plot of, of different smaller uh, portions of attractions, portions of larger mm-hmm. attractions, parts of the old wooden coaster, parts of the water park that they made into this one big area. And the wooden co- and the, the, the coast Copperhead really does not occupy a very large footprint at all, but it feels very big um, when you're riding in, in terms of delivery, mm-hmm, for sure. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, you know, a fraction of the size of, like, Helix and, and probably even not quite the same size uh, footprint-wise as even, like, Time Traveler, but it feels quite big. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The Blue Ridge Junction area also has blue ice cream. Important is really good. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, it's a. It, they had it for a Kings while. It's a Kings Island thing that they brought over. Okay. They had it at Carowinds before, and then they didn't have it for a while. Now they brought it back. And um, speaking of Kings Island, the the flyers, the flying scooter ride, okay, um, that Carowinds received from Kings Island in the mid two thousands. Um, it was over in the Planet Snoopy area, and then Planet Snoopy t- was transformed into Camp mm-hmm. Snoopy, and they moved a lot of attractions around. They moved the flyers and the carousel and added new rides to um, to Camp Snoopy. And the flyers okay. were introduced as part of Blue Ridge Junction as like a, as a family counterpart to Copperhead Strike, and that was a really smart, very well-executed move. Mm-hmm. I actually wrote those. Did you? The flyers at yeah. Carowinds? Yeah. Yeah, but that, then in Cap are, Snoopy. Those are incredibly... <laughs> a, a, the Flyers have gotten very popular. The Larson version. Larson, mm-hmm. I forget who. Uh, all of my Flyer addict friends are going to kill me for not remembering who, like, invented the Flyers. The fact that they're Flyer addicts is like... All my Kenobles friends are like, what do you mean you can't remember who built the original Flyers? The original patent for the Flyers were acquired by Larson, just like how they acquired the mm. Tilt-A-Whirl. Uh, okay. <laughs> um and so flyers have become so, so popular in recent years, but a lot of people may not know that Carowinds flyers are original flyers from the 60s. They were originally located, uh, mm-hmm. at least I believe the 60s, if not earlier, originally located at Coney Island in Cincinnati, um, which closed sh- uh, shortly before Kings Island was announced, and Kings Island moved several of their attractions over. The old Cincinnati Coney Island closed because it was in a floodplain, and they were sustaining so much damage routinely that they basically decided, well, we're going to, you know, uh, in, in cooperation with uh, Taft Broadcasting and, and, you know, the basically the precursor to the Paramount Parks era, we're like, we're going to build a new park and we're going to bring as many of the uh, Coney Island rides over as possible. So mm. that's where the Flyers came from. That's how they ended up at Kings Island. And then when Kings Island built Backlot Stunt Coaster, the Flyers ended up at Carowinds. And now the Flyers okay. are in their fourth 
their fourth incarnation mm-hmm. and are so popular that, you know, it's a 50-year-old ride, but it's only on Fast Lane Plus right now because they're so popular. Oh, wow. Everyone's so happy to have them back. Yeah, um, it's a ride you never see in Europe. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's like such an American quintessential kind yeah, of it's country like, fair. And they're, ride. And they're, I think they're so popular again now is because they're super, super inexpensive to build. It, they basically run on a lawnmower engine, and <laughs> um, you could probably build one in your garage if you really wanted to. You had enough time and, and raw materials. It's not, as far as like commercial theme park rides go, this one is about as simple as it gets, and yet they are so effective and so satisfying. Kings Island actually did build uh, a set of Larson flyers um, a few years back. So uh, the Kings Island fans were rejoicing over having, um, mm-hmm. well, not they don't have their original classic uh, Coney Island flyers back. They do have the, uh, the updated Larson version. Uh, Honestly, it sounds again. something that Plopsa needs. Oh, they totally. would build five in every, well, they would be build five right away. It seems like yeah. something that like, Laharan would have, or Helen mm. Dorn, like any of those little parks. Like, kind of surprised not the big in Europe, but mm-hmm. they would be great. Europe already has so many flat rides. Yeah. I feel like guests may think of it as too simple. Now, um, last but not least, um, for new thing we wrote was yesterday we wrote Tigers at Bush Gardens Tampa. It, they had the grand Roar. opening today, but it's been it's been raining been really like bad. crazy in Orlando. So <laughs> I haven't really kept up on on how the opening day is. Not I saw like, videos. I think it was down for like three and a half hours of, because of rain. People were just in the queue yeah. waiting. So no. hopefully people got there. Right? All the sunshine was here. Yeah, yeah it was it was beautiful they, yesterday, yeah, yesterday though too. Gorgeous. Yeah, so we rode that. It was intense. I don't remember the skyrocket clones being that we, intense. God, in the back crap. We've ridden the other. This is the third. SeaWorld Parks Entertainment Skyrocket 2. And we rode all three. And this is also our third. We've ridden all of them now. And what's distinct about the SeaWorld Parks Entertainment installations is they're three-car trains, mm-hmm. and they have comfort collars, which are a, a shoulder harness-like uh, contraption. Con- contraption that is just for comfort. It is not actually... Like, you could unbuckle it mid-ride. If You'd you, be fine. Yeah. In fact, like SeaWorld, I believe. The SeaWorld San Diego has signs saying, like, discomfort's only for, you know, yeah. do you mean these colors only for comfort? For comfort. Do not be alarmed. They're not a, basically, there's a big disclaimer saying that these are not a safety mechanism. Uh, but they yeah. feel, they're, they're, there's so much hang time in the, in the loop, and they, the general public really likes these because lap bars only on the other Skyrocket 2s freak people out. Um, mm-hmm. I know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I remember this Sky Scream... Uh, at some points, you really felt like, okay, yeah, goodbye. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, yeah. Um, but the but so news... which oh, which no. ones are the three then? So you have electric eel, electric, electric eel, eel tempesto at Bush Gardens Williamsburg, and now Tigris. They're yes. the only ones that have three car trains. And Tigris mm-hmm. is the best fit. They're I mean, see what San Diego really needed, coastline of wise. But we look at like the best steaming, the mm-hmm. best integration with the park. I mean, yeah. it looks like. Tigers has they been here for years. A knockout job, amazing job. Tigers replaced the um, the tidal wave ride, which was an extended um, spill water ride, similar to what Park Asterix has. Okay. At the big like Jurassic Park style boat ride, that's rather yeah. than just like a big oval like most parks, theirs was an extended scenic version, and then had like the big giant splash at the end. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, Bush Gardens uh, opened that ride in the late '80s, and it was actually. Uh, a redevelopment of an existing Jungle Cruise style ride called African Queen. So 
the flume itself was so old that they finally mm-hmm. decided to um, cut their losses on it. Um, and then what they've done is not only did Tigris, the ride plot, replaced the, um, the large spill-out area for the big drop. But the queue um, was actually yeah. threaded through the old flume. So it looks like nice rock work, and so you go through, like, a tunnel, and it's also naturalistic, like, mm-hmm. it's always been there, and it has been there for a long yeah. time, but it feels like, you know, it's been nature, it's been there for they a while. They took a lot of care in not knocking down trees where it wasn't necessary. There's lots okay. of mature foliage. And then all of the, the uh, all of the architectural styles that they use in Stanleyville, the area of the park, like Shikara is in, mm-hmm. like, the same rock work and the old ruins kind of feel, they use that for the Station of Tigris, and... Instead of making it feel modern, which is really what they did with Electric Elon for um, Tempesto. Tempesto, they made it feel like, you know, typical Temp- no, Bush Garden Stamp, mm-hmm. but like this old, ruiny, deserty, you know, yeah. jungle-y. It is, it's the awesome. It looks so good. It's so good. Yeah. Fabulous job. Like, they really... I think that was the most exciting part about their ride. Yeah. They could I mean, tell that ride, even but... though the ride was small, they had a pretty... They, they gave themselves a pretty good mm-hmm. budget for integration. Yeah. Um it doesn't feel like it feels it doesn't feel new in the sense that it feels like it fits very well mm-hmm. it doesn't feel mm-hmm. like it feels like when you ride it and you're there you're like oh i feel like this was always here now if you haven't been thing. on a skyrocket 2 yet and we were talking too much about everything else skyrocket 2s are good clones there's a lot of ejector airtime there is a lot of hang time the backwards the backwards launch mm-hmm. or the return from the inverting non-inverting loop is really intense like, especially sitting in the back like it gave me a headache almost. Mm-hmm. So either way, these are really intense launch coasters. Yeah. Like don't let the, don't let the size kind of fool yeah. you. I know Shikra is much taller and larger, but like it's nowhere near as intense yeah. as like you Tigers. You can't is. have too many of these things. Honestly. Like I think they're one of the best clones ever built. They're, yeah, they're fabulous and they're very energy efficient because of you know Space efficient the way that launch coasters are with the, the shuttle, the gradual shuttle launch, and the uh, capacity of so these popular. like three three vehicle trains is eighteen people per dispatch. And these these rides are so quick yeah. that like honestly yeah, the capacity is not, not bad. bad. It's better than like mm-hmm. a flat ride. If you had a flat ride with eighteen seats, the yeah. ride cycle would probably be longer. And they give you pouches at um, Bush Gardens Williamsburg and Bush Gardens Tampa. Yeah, little fanny packs. They give you fanny packs you can use for the ride to put in your phone and stuff. So you can just sit down oh. with the stuff in your fanny pack, mm-hmm. and that That's way smart. Don't, that yeah. way you don't cross to the station, mm-hmm. and everything else needs a locker. It's honestly, it's it's genius. Mm-hmm. I think um, the integration is great. Yeah. The operation is great, and I think it's a really wonderful new addition to kind of build a bridge to Guazi, mm-hmm. Guarmsi, and that's it. Mm-hmm. And for those of you, what's who, the best oh, seat? Wait, the best seat? Oh, yeah. Front seat. We the fronts of the vehicles have the most legroom. The vehicles on the like no next generation Premier Launch yeah. coasters are not great, especially in the back row. Yeah, one. I can't even fit my feet. I'm a and size like, 15. In fact, like Kennywood, for example, um, they have the original Skyrocket 1, the only such Skyrocket 1. The rest are all 2 or, or 3. three. Um, and there's even signs in the queue, like in the backs of the car, saying like if you're over, I believe it's like 6'2 or 6'3. If you're over 6'2 or 6'3, you can't sit in the last row on those mm-hmm. cars because the leg rope is so sparse. And it's true because we were filming. In the, uh, we, were, we were getting filmed. Nick and I wrote it for the camera that we already mm-hmm. released, and Alice has a video too. But we rode it in the back of the first car mm-hmm. because that's where I had the camera set Sean's up. Sean's shoes didn't fit. And my shoes didn't fit. I was like, <laughs> I never strained. It was, it was a nightmare to comfortable. I smiled the entire way through. But that's yeah, like, that's great. not my <laughs> row. That's not my row for sure. The show must go on. They have everything for that Coaster King's life. I think the biggest surprise for anyone that's ridden the other, like Tempesto or Electric Eel, the comfort collars are pretty much a big detractor for most enthusiasts. 
So they're these rigid, hard rubber collars that obviously are not necessary. Like enthusiasts are aware of this and they do hinder the ride for a lot of people. For me, in my case, uh, just the obstructing of the view because you have these rigid collars that are just right in your field of vision. Uh, mm. Tigris fixed this by uh, building a more streamlined... Kind of uh, like a loose rubber. Slim rubber. I guess it falls on your it's shoulders. It's more like a vest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So instead of the collar being out and your peripheral vision, um, it lays flat on you, and it has a very nice, uh, like very nice metal hardware with like a carabiner hook on the lap bar. And for um, all of our friends uh, riding Tempest or Electric Eel, SeaWorld has confirmed to yeah. us that they are changing that in all their rides. Yeah, so okay. we're so happy about the it. They told us that powers yeah. are going away, confirmed, and the new nice uh, streamlined flat collars on. Tigris. And who knows? Maybe standard. West Coast racers will have those flat ones too. Fingers it's, crossed. Hmm. Fingers crossed. If it ever opens. <laughs> and they just look nicer than the comfort collars. The comfort collars on like Electric Yield are like a car seat belt. And they just kind of plug in with like a little button on the front. The Carabiner metal hardware <laughs> setup looks a lot better. And it's also harder to unbuckle yourself mid-ride just to freak people out. So it's a win-win. <laughs> Nice. And no, it's a win-win. Wallaby's current lineup. <laughs> Wallaby, that was a Wallaby's added, added popcorn revenge this year in the Belgium Park, and they yes. are adding, of course, the amazing new RMC Untamed in Holland. And we're gonna listen to Sven, who has been to both events already. So tell us a little more. Yes. Well, um, do you also know that Wallaby Belgium is adding a new coaster? Yes, I did know that as well. But I completely uh, forgot about it. It's the amazing. Fun Pilot. <laughs> fun Pilot. Wait, I love that, that name. Yeah, it's uh, it's already built. The train is on there, but uh, I, I guess it. because of the holidays, the Easter holidays, that they weren't working on it. But then after, I, I expect that it would open somewhere in May, maybe even already end of. That's the, soon. Wow. wow. Wait, what is it? It's a family coaster. It's a force zero force. Uh, oh, I love Not sure if it's one, two, or three. <laughs> Basically, well, I think it has two helixes, and that's it. That's fun, though. I'm excited for them. I completely forgot about that. I've seen yeah. pictures of and it. And the good it opened Tiki Waka last year, didn't they? Or 2017? Yeah, but this one is pretty much for the smaller kids, and it's right next to the lake and next to Fun World, which is one of the two new worlds that they are retheming this year. I love these names. And because of that, uh, the, the children area used to be a bit distant, but mm-hmm. now they you really have to walk through right next to the coaster and... So it feels a lot more integrated into the park and not like a place where no one goes except for the kids. And then Wallaby Holland's kitty area feels kind of like that. It's like yeah. you don't go there yeah. unless you want to go to Lost Gravity. Other than that, mm-hmm. it's kind of like there, you know. Yeah, yeah and that's that's the big advantage of Wallaby Belgium compared to Wallaby Holland. Wallaby Holland wants to focus on families as well. We'll hear about that later. But uh, Wallaby Belgium is doing a much better job at that. Yeah, I, mean, <laughs> I feel like they always have. I feel like Six Flags, the moment the Six Flags mm-hmm. came in, Holland was going to be that thrill park. It was going to be the coastal capital of Europe. But I mm-hmm. feel like Belgium, through any ownership, has always kind of kept its stake as like this family park. And mm-hmm. I like that a lot about that place. Yeah, a family park, but also with big thrills. Right. Because in Belgium, it's still known as the most thrilling park. Oh, sure. um, but this year they're they're focusing on the families and Popcorn's Revenge is uh, the perfect fit for that. So it's part of the second world, which is Karma World. 
I don't know what you guys think about that name, but karma I find world. it funny. It sounds a little... Yeah. When I think of karma, I, guess... I think of, like, Katy Perry and Taylor Swift singing at each other about doing stuff that will give them bad karma. But that's just... Well, here, here it means Bollywood. <laughs> I like what they did to Cobra, though. Yes, I'm except that fan. there are... It's just a new color Not new on trainers, the train. Yeah. No new vests. That's kind of And sad. no new station. So I was a bit disappointed about that, but I do like the beige color. Yeah, it's, it looks it's, really cool. Kind of surprising. It's very subtle. Before. Yeah. Um, but then, yeah, Popcorn's Revenge. So it's the world's first erratic dark ride by uh, Alterface. What does and, that mean? Uh, that means that uh, there's one central room, and the cars go in there, and from that room they go into separate rooms where you do the shooting. So is it sort so, of like Toy Story Mania? No, uh, because you always go back to the same room oh. when you go to another So one. I'm envisioning a large room with a bunch of small rooms encircling it, and you just pop it yes. out of those rooms. Okay. They pop exactly. in and out of the rooms. But, it's called popcorn. Pop- wow. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but sometimes really. you can also <laughs> directly go from one room to the other, so okay. it's not always uh, that you go back to the center. But uh, And that... Because of that, it has a very small footprint, which is ideal for many parks to install because you don't need a lot of room mm-hmm. compared to other dark rides. But basically, the story is, uh, so you're in Bollywood, you're in the Majora Theater, if I'm pronouncing that correctly. Um, Sounds good to me. Sounds great. So you, so you have posters of popcorn uh, movies like uh, Revenge of the Corn and... Uh, uh, pop instead of James Bond. And um, so you go in to the ticket booths and there you see the explanation of the first screen where you see the, the cars. And each person gets popcorn and you get a sauce on top of your popcorn like lemon or... Uh, apple I, I don't think it's in there but something like that mm-hmm. and that's basically the color you get when you shoot uh, inside the ride okay because that's how you recognize what your, your pistol color. is cool exactly so there are six seats it's the same uh, cars like uh, basilisek or symbolica except a little less themed um, and then you go into the first room where you get your color and you basically practice on a first screen with the popcorns. Uh, and an adv- something they changed compared to Basilisic was uh, that you didn't see how many points you scored on screen, but now you do. So that's a pretty big value because you'll see that for some targets, the first one who shoots will get like 6,000 points and then it goes downwards. Oh, so I like that concept. There are a lot of... There are a lot of tricks in there. Like some popcorns are just regular 500 or 1,000. But the special ones, they, the first one who hits gets the big points and then it goes down. So there are all kinds of hidden uh, targets as well to get like the max points. Um, so that's the first room. And then you go into that center room where you change from the different sc- screens so uh, basically, you go into a cinema theater and you watch one of the movies. Uh, for me, we started with a more Halloween themed, that all kinds of ghosts and zombie corns, and so you had to shoot those. 
Then we went to uh, a kind of New York City uh, in the dark area where there were all kinds of superheroes, uh, including a Thanos popcorn with his hand. And the, that's also one of the targets where you'll get more points if you hit them first. A Superman popcorn, uh, all kinds of that. And then the third room was we swifted directly to the left and um, I'm trying to think. Oh, it was space themed. So, uh, for example, there, if you shoot the moon, it, it starts like very small and then it turns into a full moon. The more you shoot it, that also gets you points. So it's not just the popcorns. And um, then you go back into the center of the room where it also has a screen. So even when you pass by, you can get points. And then you go into the final room where you have to defeat like a master popcorn that's taking you over. And it has a similar effect to uh, the Justice League's rides. So if you don't want spoilers, don't listen now. But all of a sudden there's like, a, um, what do you call it? They have film boxes, like the round film boxes from the old movies mm-hmm. in, into yeah, a kind of cupboard and it goes towards you. It falls towards you. So oh, it, yeah. sh- I scared the crap out of me yeah. the first time. Uh, yeah. but, it, but they also worked on the Justice League, right? So mm-hmm. basically they copied that. But that was a nice little <laughs> touch. Yeah, um, sounds like a better ride than the Justice League rides. No Tino shade. <laughs> well, the but. quality <laughs> of the screens is very good. Also, the the characters are very well developed. Uh, they're very recognizable because of yeah, you see a Superman or you see a space uh, themed one. So uh, yeah, I I, I I knew what to expect, and I was still surprised, you know. Well, let me ask you this, because uh, you already said that it's it's pretty different. It sounds now that you've explained it, it sounds definitely sounds a lot different from like the it sounds pretty innovative, and I like it a lot. Mm-hmm. Do you prefer this over the shooting dark ride at Fantasyland? Uh, Maso Chocolat, if I'm pronouncing that. Maso Chocolat. Well, <laughs> it's a different kind of budget, you know. Mm-hmm. Personally, I'd say yes, because you have. Um, the themes are a lot more different, even though you're doing the same thing over and over, mm-hmm. uh, which is the same for Mazo Chocolat. But uh, in general, the ride Mazo Chocolat is more themed, and yeah. you have the smells, you have the oh, the, God, the, the transitions in between. It's better. Toy Story. Yeah. It's so much. But yeah. Well, yeah, because that so one, it's hard to tell. Yeah. The best sure. thing, the biggest difference to me between like mm-hmm. the. Muscle Chocolat and the Toy Story Manias is Muscle Chocolat has a lot of practical effects in the ride mm-hmm. in addition to the screens. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it sounds like, so obviously like Popcorn's Revenge is a, is a, is a smaller budget project, but they really mm-hmm. got a big uh, bang for their buck. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, the quality is very high. And I was also a bit scared because you already have Challenge of Tutankhamun in Walibi Belgium, mm-hmm. which yes. is a classic Shooter Dark Ride by Sally Corporation. Mm-hmm. But basically, these are two totally different Very rides. Different. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there's, there's a lot of parks that are, are proving that you don't, like, having, having the, the, the uh, Shooting Dark Ride is not just a one-and-done kind of genre. Kind of like launch coasters. I we were talking about how like, parks used to have, like, mm-hmm. their launch coaster, but now parks are building multiple launch coasters because there's so many different things you can do with a launch coaster. Um, mm-hmm, dark mm-hmm. rides and then by uh, extent shooting dark rides are, are kind of proving to do the same because um, 
Disney's the same way. They 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 launched all of their Buzz Lightyear um, shooting dark rides. You know, the mm-hmm. first one is over twenty years old now. The original one at Walt Disney World, um, but obviously that, that they didn't hesitate to to bring Toy Story Mania online. Um, it's not considered like a replacement. It's just different. Mm-hmm. Um, oh yeah, Legoland is the same way. They have a similar themed, uh, you know, uh, a, a Egyptian tomb themed shooting dark ride. Um, with Legos, of course. <laughs> um, but then they brought up, the, they've all introduced the Ninjago um, mm-hmm. shooting duck rides from, uh, who, who built those? The, um, um, Triotech. Triotech. Triotech, yeah. yeah. Where you, you, you throw the virtual mm-hmm. uh, ninja stars. Um, and, you know, because they're so different, no one would think like, oh, well, this is obviously the replacement for the old shooting duck ride. They're just different. There's room for a mm-hmm. lot of parks, for many parks. There's room for more than one. Um, uh, ride mm-hmm. of this of this basic concept. And I think that's great. Mm-hmm. And also in Karma World, there's now Delhiishes, which is the new restaurant, and they did a pretty smart thing there. So they serve like tiki masala and Ooh. all more Orient typed foods, exactly. and uh, it was Asian. pretty good. That's great. God, last year Soka Disney, I love curry. Curry, oh, I love curry. That's our ritual at Tokyo Disney. As we go, we ride. Uh, mm-hmm. Sinbad, Sinbad and eat curry. And eat curry. Happy. And that's all we But have. in Europe, you need to educate the people in theme parks because usually when they go, they expect French fries and burgers. But now, uh, so what they did was you get a free dessert if you had a menu at the Dalhaishes. Wow. So I thought that was a pretty so smart menu move. incentives. Mm-hmm. That's, that's kind of so, That's clever. Bush Gardens does that for their rib house on a ship. Yeah. yeah. Like free desserts yeah. if you eat here yeah. and then nowhere else. And yeah. I was like, but okay. Yeah. And that makes me think of when I was in Walibi Holland because we got a free uh, Walibi ice cream there. And basically it was the, the logo, the W on a stick. <laughs> was it strawberry like flavored? Oh, that sounds yeah. great. Like, that sounds it's like, like a, ice cream the rocket ice cream. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's what we talking that's about. Rocket bars, the, yeah. the bomb pops. I got something the other day that was red, white, and blue bomb pop flavored. It's like, I think in most cases, it's blue raspberry, cherry, and lemonade. Um, classic American frozen mm-hmm. treat. Frozen treat. Frozen pickles. But it yes. wasn't just for the event. It was also the people at the end of the day, the guests, they got one too. So yeah, cool. I guess they want to test it out. That's and, great uh, advertising because people mm-hmm. will want to take selfies, selfies with it. Yeah. It's yep. advertise itself. Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. But so to talk about the event, so this time it was just the opening of Wilderness. Untamed was not open yet, unfortunately, since half of the ride wasn't built yet. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) But um, so we went into Wilderness. The idea of the area is basically Wilderness took over. So even when you walk on the paths, they have dirt all over. Uh, they rethemed the um, top spin to blast, uh, which unfortunately had some troubles on its first day of the season. But uh, I, I guess they'll figure that out soon. They also painted um, on the Merlin's Castle dark, well, dark ride. It's um, a madhouse, which was a bit controversy on that because you have this castle dark ride and all of a sudden it has graffiti on the walls what's the link with wilderness but it wasn't as bad as you'd expect on the when you look at the pictures 
Okay. It's like you get used to it when you walk by. I didn't, I didn't um, hate it. I thought it was kind of pretty wallaby. It's I liked so it. Wallaby. Mm-hmm. wallaby is it very is, quickly carving out their aesthetic. And while they've got different themed areas, they all feel mm-hmm. very wallaby. Jesus, yeah. Really wallaby. Yeah. But still, some of the things were a bit random. Like all of a sudden, they had a chair over a tree. Yeah, I that saw that. That was theming. <laughs> well, to me, it that sounds was pretty like, funny. So it's like a post-society, like, mm-hmm. themed area. I get, like, yeah, it's post-societal. There was technology. There was manufacturing. Mm-hmm. And then the wild, the, the, the nature reclaimed mm-hmm. um, reclaimed the space. That's I loved the, the chair with the tree growing through it because mm-hmm. yeah. the implication is that the chair was always there. It had been abandoned for the years and the tree grew through mm-hmm. it. Yeah, and I mm-hmm. like the idea of, like, uh, the train itself looks very much like, you know, post-apocalyptic mm-hmm. kind mm-hmm. of, that you know. beetle bug. Beetle bug. Yeah. yeah, that was the big reveal of the day. So they didn't have the trains just yet there. Yeah. They were on their way, but uh, now they've arrived. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think they look pretty cool. It's I haven't seen a similar type of RMC train. Of, yeah, I liked it. I love the look of it. it, it if mm-hmm. the concept is accurate, I like how the like the wheel bearings and the and the forward chassis are like totally exposed, and there's like this huge gap in between them. It like it just it just has a very it has a very insect like look to it. Oh like yeah, spindly long legs. Mm-hmm. Um, in this case, chassis and, and wheel assemblies. I I just think it looks. I think it's gonna look great. It's gonna be just totally distinct. And then there's the layout. I mean, the layout is phenomenal already on like, social media are freaking out who would have thought that the ride. small little vacoma the little vacoma that could that could <laughs> oh yeah crazy. yeah so the layout um we saw the first drop uh and that goes immediately into a micro bunny hop <laughs> so i think that will be pretty intense <laughs> And then it goes into the brand new element, but I knew, always knew to look it up because it's a very long name. Everyone, which listen, is exclusive this, this for Wallaby Holland. Flip? Is that what it is? No, no, no. Listen. No, it's the the two seventy degrees oh. double inverting corner stall. Okay. Oh, that one. Okay. Beautiful. I love it. That was so beautiful um, that was revealed, I think, only yesterday in the new uh, inside look videos by Wallaby Holland. Uh, so it's two inversions. And uh, I can imagine that when already looking at the first part, the the 270 degree uh, turn, you already feel like, whoa, this is going to be an insane element. Yeah, I'm really excited but, for it. Yeah, but the second part of the inversion wasn't there yet at that time. They were working on it as we were walking around. And... Um, it's mostly the back parts that are unknown yet what they're going to do with it. Because then you have indeed the step under flip uh, coming back. Uh, lots of airtime hills. And uh, at, right at the end before you hit the brakes, you have the barrel roll. The barrel roll. Okay. <laughs> when we were riding Outlaw Run at Silver Dollar City, we were talking about... Um, then what a nice finale and ending things with a, with a sharp barrel roll. Such a good finale. Mm-hmm. All our run. Yeah, I'm excited to finally bring it back and bring mm-hmm. it to Holland. Mm-hmm. Now, if anyone, uh, just a quick plug for the website. If anyone wants to see pictures, we have really high-quality pictures that Sven took during the event. They're on thecoastofkings.com mm-hmm. along with some other wonderful Wallaby Holland pictures. So go out make sure you check that out. Um, but we have more. So Yeah, and... They all, I also have a picture up from the station 
where inside they put all kind of plants in it, which also gives a really good feel. It it looks like a sort of greenhouse now, the station. And um, I think it will be warm in there, though, <laughs> oh God, yeah. when the sun is out. Um, and afterwards, I was lucky enough to uh, speak with the park director, Masha Van Til, who um, was uh, happy to... Uh, ask, answer some questions and she also revealed a little bit of news for next year so let's have a listen okay hello coaster kings i'm here and very glad to have been invited for walibi holland's opening of wilderness and right next to me is masha fantil the park director hello hello how are you very good very good very glad to be here um, how excited are you about the opening of Wilderness and a bit later also Untamed? Uh, for me it's a very special day, but that's because uh, the first day of the season is always something we're really looking forward to. Of course we all worked very hard to get uh, the park as ready as it is today and I'm very happy with how it looks. And especially because of the opening of uh, Wilderness. And um, although we've planted, uh, I did not do it myself, but uh, uh, the team planted a lot of green and it has, still has to develop, of course, because it's early in the season. It looks really cool and promising. So I'm very happy. Good. And um, how did Company Desalp react when you went to them and said, okay, I want to build an RMC coaster? Very positive. But that's something that's really um, uh, representative for uh, the cooperation between uh, or working within Company des Alpes and the cooperation between what you'd like to do as a park uh, uh, and, and then combined with uh, Company des Alpes. So uh, always uh, very open-minded about developments, just uh, like we want, always looking for new and innovative uh, things to implement, so uh, the reactions were very positive, and it went, the, the whole process in deciding for this type of coaster was really a very fluent um, um, uh, movement, so I'm very happy with, uh, with it. So they, so they gave a lot of liberty also to do it? Uh, yes, uh, and of course they challenge you, so uh, one thing is the budget is challenging of course, but on the other hand you always want more than the budget. Uh, um, uh, then budget is available, but um, and what's good that within Company Desalp, they work, uh, they are here to service us and to support. And of course, you can uh, you can challenge uh, one another. And uh, one of the team within Company Desalp is really an expert on rides. And uh, when uh, RMC delivered their first um, uh, design. Uh, based on our requirements, he challenged them in uh, adding elements to make it um, the way it's now. So we're very happy uh, to join forces in that matter. That's nice. And so, like for example, the five rec uh, the record of the five inversions that was part of it. Yeah, that's part of. Uh, of course, you start with uh, requirements. This is what we'd like to do. We had uh, we've done Iron Rattler uh, back then, so that was our experience with RMC. We went to RMC in Hayden, Idaho, to have a talk. Uh, who's behind the company? What, what about their calendar, of course? Uh, then they came up with a proposal, and we, together with Julien and Simon, challenged them on, um, on, on the elements. And one of the things is the 14 times airtime, um, the five inversions, and um, 
Yeah, increasing the height of the lift hill, which is great. And you've seen the drop this yeah. morning. It's amazing. So it's almost, I think, about one meter before you hit the floor and wow. you go up again. So I can't wait till it's mm -hmm. um, opening day. Yes, I can imagine. And uh, so we have Untamed, which will probably be one of the best coasters in Europe. Probably. We have Goliath, we have Lost Gravity, Speed of Sound, Express. Is it the ambition of Walibi Holland to become like the coaster capital of Western Europe? Yeah, we, we, uh, we think we already are, but um, for us it's uh, important that we aim for... Uh, so, so we, we are number one destination for teenagers and young adults in Holland, and we're very proud of that. And our collection of thrill rides is really um, very helpful in this, of course. And, of course, the events like Lekker Gaan and Halloween Fright Nights. But apart from that, we've, we've seen in studies that families with kids, although, although they do not expect it up front, after they visit us, they are very, very positive. So we said, okay, this year we'll start... Uh, retaining these teenagers and young adults so please come and we make sure we're very cool for you but we're also a very cool destination for the family with kids uh, 6 to 12 years so we um, try to uh, offer a good uh, so for each target group uh, offer a good collection of attractions so once you uh, step in your car and drive home you're very happy you uh, came all the way to Walibi Holland like you did this morning yes. which is great yes <laughs> definitely and so we can probably expect also more family rides in the future I think um, yeah we already have some family rides and we did not communicate them very well we choose not to so this is a start for once and for future we have uh, a plan till 2028 mind you We've planned several rides, uh, and one time it's a teenage, one time it's a family, and, uh, and some improvements of existing rides that I really can't wait mm -hmm. to see happen. Yeah, that's really good to hear that there's a nice long-term vision. Yeah. Our American visitors, mm -hmm. they come to Amsterdam. Yes. How they, do you know how they can come to Walibi Holland then? Well, I'll ask our marketing and sales department yes. to make sure that we uh, that they can find us because it's only 45 minutes away if you are lucky with traffic. Uh, so it's really uh, because, yeah, for, for Holland, we are unique in this matter. So uh, there are a lot of other parks that are also very good to visit. But uh, once you're in Amsterdam, you, you should come to us. Okay, yeah. well, we'll make sure that they find their way. And then finally... What is, at the moment, your favorite coaster at the park? Uh, Lost Gravity too, and, and Goliath. But Lost Gravity first. I, I can tell you what, which one I do not like. And that's actually speed of sound. I like going f uh, forward and then the first part backwards. Okay, that's fine for me. But the last part, I really, it's too much. <laughs> and I, li I don't like, like things like Tour de Jardin because it's too slow mm -hmm. and a bit boring. But, but others, like kids, they like it. Yeah, exactly. For me, Speed of Sound is one of the best boomerang coasters yeah. there is. So yeah. don't remove it. <laughs> However, El Condor or El Condor, mm -hmm. it's a bit painful the last few years. Yeah, yeah we improved a lot uh, together with the supplier, of course. And um, we are, we do not, we have not chosen which supplier, but in any case we will, uh, and that's uh, something I did not tell yet, but we will um, um, invest in new hangers. Uh, 
end of next year, um, let me see, where are we now? This is 2019 sometimes, I have to remember myself. Which, yeah. uh, which year are we in? <laughs> so uh, next year we'll start with that. Okay. Yes. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Thank you for being here. With Great. pleasure. Good. All right, guys. What do you think? <laughs> we are so excited. <laughs> my, favorite, my favorite part is her Dutch speaking because I'm Dutch and Sven speaks Dutch, and it's just Dutch. she is actually Dutch, but it's like the most quintessential like she is the most Dutch sounding person, Dutch sounding English speaker. It. It's like so wildly. Oh, beautiful! So that's great. I think yeah. the thing I'm most excited for. I mean, I'm obviously already very excited for Untamed, but the one thing I'm looking forward to is O'Connor's Second Life with new trains. Um, mm. Or she calls them hangers. Hangers. I'm very, very <laughs> stoked for these new hangers. And uh, the, you know, I mean, it, no, SLCs, I'm one of the few people who actually likes them. There's no denying that O'Connor can use a little bit more When we wrote it last cushioning. time, I was like, okay, well, we, I never have to write that again. Well, now you will. But now mm. they put new hangers on it, and I have to write it again. It'll be worth it, though. How about you say? Yeah, we'll see. We'll see who uh, installs them, because she didn't say it say will be Vekoma. So I hope they're Vakoma. The Kumbak ones are okay, um, like the ones on Kentucky. I bet Kumbak is going to give them a cheaper deal, but I really, really hope mm. that it's indeed the Vakoma. I mean, trains. they went with obviously they built. They, this is a park that's already invested in a like, MK twelve twelve for their boomerang. So I, one would hope mm-hmm. that they would just it's true. return for the for the Vakoma versions for the inverted coaster, and then also hopefully maybe for uh, for Express. I would love MK1212. I think Express well. doesn't need it as much because it's not like right. a particularly rough attraction. It's I mean, actually yeah, one it's of great the ones. way it is, but it would just be cool. Now, better, better visibility. Another interesting thing is that she said she didn't like Jour de Garden. That's how I pronounce it. <laughs> Tour uh, which, de Jardin. Oh, so close. Um, the classic car ride, which cars. makes us think it's going to get removed and replaced with something else. 40 yeah, there burn. was already a rumor on loopings once for that. And uh, I think it will go because there's a lot of room there. Yeah, I'm kind of and surprised it takes so right much. Next... And it's right in the middle of the park, right? Like, the... yeah, everything. Uh, is more just to the front. More circled. to the front. Yeah, it's right when you exit the the in the enclosed building, which mm-hmm. leads up to the, mm-hmm. the Ferris to wheel. the Ferris wheel. Exactly, it's right. To, it's exactly to the right. I remember. But this of ride. course. Yeah, but if you remove it, then you remove another family ride as well. Yeah. So, uh, and they want to focus on families. Who so knows? maybe I Dark Rider will go in that spot. Yeah, I remember this ride from uh, Roller Coaster I... Tycoon Two. <laughs> <laughs> I demolishing it in Roller Coaster Tycoon Two to build a roller coaster. Wow, savage! <laughs> well, actually, I was thinking that maybe if they see that Popcorn's Revenge will be a success in Wallaby, Belgium, why not copy it? Yeah, but. Differently, or some, like yeah, different theme. Yeah, let's not give mm-hmm. them too much of a Six Flags yeah. idea. Mm-hmm. I want them Just to do the... Popcorn's Revenge, but it's themed to the Wallaby character. No, but they're cutting that Wallaby character. Really? Yeah, oh. the oh. focus is there's been is going first, away. First of all, they want to focus more on like the Phil Seagers, not on the families. Also, there's been some weird things going on with people being overly obsessed with the characters. Mm-hmm. Sure. What if I'm one of yeah. those people? Well, but broken right now. that's not something you should be saying. But uh, <laughs> well, if you want to stay into the festalization theme, maybe they could do like something with spray painting or on the wall. So much fun! I don't know. Yeah. Like Gravity, yeah, Gravity's Revenge. Graffiti's Revenge. <laughs> the object of the ride is to tag Done. as many walls as possible. You have to change as many of the original ride colors in the park as possible. Yeah. Ruin. <laughs> <laughs> no, I like that. I hope they get something like that. That'd be a nice fit for them. Mm-hmm. 
Nice. Well, we talked about Mac coasters, Vekoma, RMC. What if we put all of them into a Wheel of Fortune? <laughs> a Wheel of Fortune. Put all the coaster names in a hat, or the manufacturers. Yep. Guys and are make sure you don't game. forget anyone. Right. And the game is called... Yeah. What's up with this coaster? <laughs> <laughs> what's up with this just, coaster? You just came up with I that. I heard the name now. of the spot, and I'm really proud of it. Yeah. Isn't it what's up with this manufacturer? Yeah, yeah. what's up with this manufacturer? Yeah. Okay. We're going to randomly so, select them. Yeah, so we have a list of yeah. 18 roller coaster manufacturers. Including some unpopular ones. Some, some unpopular ones, some that are no longer with us, uh, and then some that are blazing the trail. And our golden rule is we're going to randomly select one. Uh-huh. We're all going to see our favorite coaster, do a quick rap session, just talk about them real quick, mm-hmm. and then, boom, pick another random yeah. one. Yep. Are you all ready? Do, a fun do we all say it at once? Oh, that'd be oh dangerous. My God. Well, I, I'm not, I can't think that quickly. I might have to sit okay. here and stammer. Whoever comes up with their oh. favorite first can say it. Okay. And we'll move on. They get an extra point on Popcorn's Revenge. Try, try oh to God. say it as fast as you can. Okay, okay. deal. Okay. D- done. Deal. God. Okay. The first one. <sighs> Nervous. In a way I can't describe. <laughs> that was a Florentine machine reference. You guys got that? For everyone. Okay, SNS. Tibetan Shit. Eagle. <laughs> God, this is... Arashi. SNS. Arashi? Arashi. Oh, I, di- I didn't ride as many SNS coasters as you guys, so... What have you ridden? Oh, my God, Sequoia Adventure. Oh, my God. Have you ridden that? Yes. The, wasn't it painful? The saxophones. Full throttle. Oh, okay. That's a good choice. Wait, that's from here. Well, it was Wait, either Sequoia Adventure, the El Loco Adventure Dome, or Full Throttle. Wait, isn't that <laughs> Full Premier? Full Throttle is Premier. Or is it as... No, it's Premier. Crap. Premier. Oh, that's okay. You tried. That's okay. okay. Are you sure? <laughs> My favorite. Steel I thought coaster. it was at an S. They're they're kind of mixing paint these days. Like crap. There's a the lot. The track of, starts to look the exact yeah, same. They but have yeah. the same. They've got they've got the same people working. They're the same awful to trains. Skyscream. Like S and S and RMC are also partnering a lot with different things. Honestly, I don't like S and S. Oh so crap! Much. Yeah, it's it's a Skyrocket three. What am I yeah, saying? Yeah. Well, then I have to choose between an Aloco and Sequoia Adventure. Just Sequoia Adventure <laughs> is a great coaster to say that you've ridden. I've seen a new paint job on that. Whatever that is. is yeah, it now paint? it's the the magic sequoia. It looks like crap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we have that on record. Pretty much. <laughs> uh, Tibetan Eagle Bullet Coaster at Happy Valley Shenzhen. Show My off. favorite steel coaster in the world because the launches, the compressed air launches are so fast that like you basically go blind and your chest cavity feels like it's going to implode. And then you have a 200-foot top hat and the rest of the ride is like a really nice hyper coaster. Cool. <laughs> Thanks. And, my, <laughs> and mine will be Arashi because it is the SNS free spin, free fly, whatever it's called, mm-hmm. to its max potential. Yeah. You'll flip easily eight to ten times. You have no clue where you are. Even on the ride layout, it's super SNS simple. Free spin of your nightmares. It's amazing. At Nagashima Spot layout. Only better ones because it's going to hurt. Yeah. I, I, I felt like I was going to pop a blood vessel in my eye. <laughs> <laughs> Worth it. Okay. Aerodynamics. X2. Good choice. Babe, you have to go first. Uh, Dragon at Ocean Park. Shit. Okay. Are you allowed to say that on this? (laughs) 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 No. Just pick Viper. Come on. There's only one arrow coaster that you have tattooed on your body. So do you. Yes. Yes, you have two. And Dragon is going to be mine too. Okay. Oh my gosh. Okay. 
Well, because the color scheme is super gay. Dragon at Ocean Park is uh, the Lisa Frank roller coaster that we talked about <laughs> in the first podcast. Oh yeah. <laughs> And it is actually a ride I, of many colors. We love it because it reminds us so much of our favorite arrows at Magic Mountain, the Ninja mm. and Viper. Except it's, it's expended or extended a, like 220 yeah, feet of the ocean. It's got a weird double lift hill thing, like lift hill station, lift hill, like Ninja. And it has the big, like the vertical loop and then like that crazy ass dirt turn uh, into another vertical loop, just like Viper. So it's, it's a combination of our favorites, but it's also located uh, on, in a, on an island facing the South China Sea. So it's kind of like hard way to up there in the sky. It's incredible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, my list of arrows is more extensive than I thought, but um, I think X2 pops out because yeah. I remember sitting on there with you guys shitting my <laughs> pants the first time. I feel like even Alex still shit his pants. So we're all saying shit now. We've decided to. There we go. <laughs> There's no going back. Just like X2 and then I really like the drop. Uh, I didn't have the chance to have it with fire, though. But yeah, also close to favorites are Loch Ness Monster and Vortex at Canada's Wonderland. Yes. Oh, Vortex is cute. Vortex I like Vortex King's Island, too. I Did you Loch see Ness... the new sign? Yeah. Yeah, isn't that gorgeous? Like the little gold nuggets in the... In the... Mm-hmm. They did a great job. Yeah, I'm, I like that. I love this trend of like Cedar Fair Parks. They open a new roller coaster, and every ride within a 500 foot radius also gets a new sign. They did mm. that at Great America with Railblazer, where like every ride in the area got a new sign to match the Railblazer sign. Nice. Are you all ready for the next one? <laughs> it's scary. It's gonna be. It's really scary. I don't think I've ridden one. Golden Horse. Golden Horse. Golden Horse. Is they're the company that's building all of the fake stuff in China. Like yeah, the, I don't. Like, I didn't write any. Inverse. The SLC of death. Yeah, the <laughs> sky loop of death. They got chased out of Iapa. The really well, yeah, because they, they got, fake everything. Yeah, yeah. Got, because of all the the infringement the on, of death. on uh, concepts and stuff. Yeah, I haven't written any, so zero for me. No, no, no favorite. It's all up to you, Alex. I have written two. My favorite is one of those that has a really three. weird name, like. Seven ring dragon over yeah. snowfield mountain coast. I know it flies over Mediterranean <laughs> flare meteor. Names <laughs> 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 in China are like unbelievable. Oh, no, the um, uh, the my first I think my, my first golden horse coaster. I didn't even realize it was golden horse until after I wrote it. It was the spinning wild mouse um, at Vidam Park in Budapest. Sounds like a place that has a golden horse. Yeah, okay. they also have the flying circus, which is that crazy double pendulum frisbee looking thing. That has it's a pendulum attached to a pendulum, which is attached to a ring of outward-facing seats, and apparently they retired it because of the stress fractures or the stress on the system. It's like, yeah, I mean, but just watching it, I'm like, oh, this thing's gonna dissolve right out from underneath us. (laughs) Do a flare meteor over Mediterranean? (laughs) Sure is flare meteor over Budapest. (laughs) But yeah, honestly, the the golden horse coasters I've ridden are nothing special. Just um, they rip off Mauerstone's. uh, spinning vehicle concept, the outward facing spinning cars, and then just put on a basic wild mouse layout. I've ridden the one that was at Vietnam <laughs> Park and the one at um, Happy Valley in Shenzhen. Nothing special. I know there's some that are like really amazingly terrible, uh, but these were just, they, they were fine. They weren't, you know, no harm, no foul, inoffensive. There was also a, a golden horse wacky worm that I also rode at um, Happy Valley. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Next! Good one. Here's a good one. Intamin. Intamin. Oh, God. Title. Okay. Oh, okay. Well, hmm. 
I want to like I want you to talk about why Tyron is so great, but I feel like we do that all, all the time. time. <laughs> <laughs> like no one needs explanations for why Tyron is amazing. I'm probably on Team Tyron too. I have a hard time picking one uh, that like, isn't Tyron. That isn't Tyron. Like I guess we've all agreed Tyron is the best. Tyron is, the, is like the best intimate that any of us have written. But, yeah. Uh, and then well, for me, right underneath. I'd Hyperion. put Hyperion. Yeah, that looks amazing. I mean, I like Skyrush a lot. I don't like Intimidator 305 a lot. I really like Intimate first generation freefall. They're just freaking intense. <laughs> Which I. But I think. <laughs> I think my new favorite might be the one coming to Wallaby Belgium, though. But I'm not sure. That thing looks great. It's got that non inverting Cobra roll looking roll, thing. Like, that's oh, yeah. Even. And lots of airtime. I'm here for that. And, uh, and the one at. Um, they're, they're like the big next like hyper coaster multi launch things coming to like Parka Streaks and Bush Gardens mm-hmm. Williamsburg. Lots of promise. In- for yeah, the I feel like Intamin for a second I was like, oh Intamin, but now like they're starting to fight back again. They're they're coming out with these really they're great products oh, yeah. too. I like I like this this involvement of, this, of these companies. I feel like when I was younger, I kind of really can you know was, all these involvements were in the past. All like you know the evolution of the manufacturers were all like in the past mm-hmm. but now I'm so now we have been so actively involved in the industry for a while I just love seeing the the evolution of I these manufacturers I hope that like the new Intamin coasters age better than some of the ones that are like from the 90s mm-hmm. like yeah. everyone I think is still devastated about Volcano at, at uh, King's Dominion being demolished that Volcano was, the, the past the coaster Volcano the past coaster no oh my longer. god you just came up I with did that? find yeah. it funny that people laid flowers on there yeah there were <laughs> people had like processionals and things for that ride uh, on opening day for the park oh wow I mean it was ter- it was falling apart people are surprised yeah. I'm like why like, yeah. we were there in some people tried to tell me that the like, mountain was correct? being saved and I'm like no the mountain is probably the number one issue with the ride because the mountain was built when the park opened in 1975, like it's it was way falling apart. Itself. It's ugly. It's like all chicken wire and it's probably full of mold. Uh, and probably, they probably just tied a lasso around it and mocked and like pulled it down with a, with a Jeep or something. Like <laughs> it was not in good shape. <laughs> Flare meteor over King's Dominion. <laughs> okay. So surprise question. What okay. is the worst Intamin you've done? Oh, <laughs> um, What's your worst thing? To shoot the rapids at Cedar Point count, because that thing was terrible. And now it's gone. Um, I'd say uh, Pegasus at Efteling. Oh, yeah. The, the, the mini, the mini mm-hmm. wooden coasters. Did you, did, was it just because it was boring or because it was, like, painful? Was it unpleasant? Boring. It was just boring. I don't think. What is my least favorite instrument? What are instruments I've written that are, like, that bad? Uh, I mean, I'm not, not necessarily the biggest instrument fan, but I'm also understand they've got pretty good products i think the reason i hated shoot the rapids at cedar point the most is because it was like really expensive and it was a just a really basic like not impressive in any way they took a really basic concept and like made it terrible and completely unreliable and then had to take the loss on it yeah i don't have a least favorite yeah. sorry no, no no least favorite for least favorite instruments. Mm-hmm. didn't you hit your head on the incident free fall the other when we were in japan yeah but that's my fault not the instruments free fall oh, that's very mature of you <laughs> <laughs> like i don't want to look at still dragon like oh and it hit my head yeah that's that's my fault okay, next up next manufacturer is sbf visa my favorite is the one at the pizza place in St. Louis. Oh, yeah. Incredible pizza company in St. Louis, Missouri. Because it smells like pizza while you're riding it. A little SBF really Visa spinner. SBF Visa spinners are the new wacky worm. Are they coming to Europe yet? Are there SBF Visa spinners there? 
the, the kitty ones? Yeah, yeah, just the little figure eight ones with the spinning Yeah, seat. I've Those. done two already. Oh, okay, uh, good. One at Energylandia. Oh, yeah. Uh, and one at La Mer de Sable. Oh. <laughs> Bandidos. That's and Bandidos I think that's scoop. probably my favorite one. Yeah. I, I yeah. You're mean, you, you mean to tell me that that unthemed uh, basic installation at Energylandia wasn't your favorite? <laughs> the circus coaster? Well, <laughs> the operator was legendary there. He kept on cheering everyone, and we needed to sing with him while we were on there, and he kept on giving us laps. So I guess that even makes it like a 4D roller coaster because there's yeah. singing involved. <laughs> <laughs> All right. But that, that increased the experience, though. Oh, God. I'm glad to hear that. <laughs> Next up is a really weird one Alex put in his hat, and it's Huss. Huss. No roller coasters, Huss. just flat rides. <laughs> well... Sledgehammer at Bobby Island. Sledgehammer at Kanas Wonderland. Condor. All condors. Ever. Uh, like the, condors. the Condor Ocean Park, especially, which just recently got condemned. So we're we wrote it, though, before it got condemned. We got there just in time. But yeah, every condor I've ever ridden, I'm like, this is my favorite thing ever. And I'm really excited. The only... that... Oh, go ahead. The only thing I doubted with was but i need to be sure that i don't say any stupid things anymore <laughs> talokan talokan is also uh yeah, yeah that was pretty yeah. good awesome, yeah. right. that talokan's awesome yeah that was great that's the only suspended hus top spin that hasn't been a complete disaster you know what's a complete disaster or next one uh, zamperla 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 uh, well i don't have a, i don't have a favorite i have a least favorite what's that time warp Oh my god, that's right. The Valari. Yeah, my least favorite Zamperla is a six-way tie between all the six of the flying coasters of theirs that I've ridden. I did a you have so you have a wild mouse, but there's also a a mini mouse. Like the oh. little tiny like the Fiesta Express. Yeah, so it's yeah. like a little train and it goes mm-hmm. left and right. That's also wow. the Adventures worst has I've one done. Of those. Is that your favorite? And Vidalsta. No, my worst. Your but worst. that that one, the one that I did was in Parc Saint-Paul. And they oh, yeah. also have a regular wild mouse, which mm-hmm. is une cerise verte. Most so that's like, a, like the green baby. mouse. Yeah. Uh, and that was pretty okay for a wild mouse. I'll be honest. Their spinning wild mice are actually really good. Yeah. I love yeah, the spinning spin. mice. But like the left yeah, ones, exactly big that. coasters. I mean, I guess like... Port Express isn't bad. The, um, yeah, Broken Clocks right yes, twice is. a day. They're... they're, they're <laughs> <laughs> no one asked you. The mine train coaster at Ocean Park actually is Zamperla, and it's kind of a mess, but it's it's a good ride. Okay. Scenic. They have lots of problems with it, and it shouldn't be that problematic, but, you know, it's pretty good for what it is. Okay. okay next, next manufacturer, Bulger and Mabillard. B&M. Yay. Ooh. Um, uh, sensory overload. <laughs> Furious 325 or Alpengeist. Okay. Um, or Mako. Mako is good. I'm gonna pick. But I'm gonna, so I'm gonna just to be different. I'm gonna pick Flying Dinosaur. Flying Dinosaur is good, mm. but not uh, that good. Uh, excuse me. Wow. I thought you hated Flying Coasters. I thought you liked Kumba more than any other B and M. I guess I, I guess I don't know you as well as I thought. <laughs> oh, I love Kumba. Kumba's like okay, your, I Kumba's the is. one you're gonna get tattooed on your calf. So I suggest you choose that as your favorite. Yeah, but I also have fiber on my leg, and I still chose Dragon. So well, Rebel Sean today. Okay. Well, Dragon doesn't have as cool of a layout. But what's your favorite? Uh, I'm not sure. You don't have, you're not sure? Like Mumbo. Yeah, I'm doubting between Nemesis, Nemesis 
and Shambhala. Ooh, Shambhala. Sounds so exciting. I hope Shambhala is better but than I'll, Diamondback yeah. at King's Island. Maybe as a ride, Shambhala is better, but because it's such a classic, I'll go for Nemesis. Nemesis. Oh, yeah. We love our classics. Uh, we don't really have to explain why Fury was the first one on our minds. It's, you know, sure. it's Fury. Next up, the Gravity, Gravity Group. Group. I've only been... Mindblower. Well, for a couple of Voyage. I think I like Voyage better than Mindblower. Mindblower is cool and quick and exciting and kind of wild. But, no, Voyage is Voyage. It's, yeah. It's cool. Uh, I haven't ridden that Park much, Park St. Paul. Yeah, the one at Park St. Paul. But I think the one at Taito Park would be my yes. favorite. Oh, That's my favorite. I haven't read that one yet. Taito, yeah, the Kukaroan at Taito Park mm-hmm. is... I, I, I wish there were more roller coasters themed to an Irish demigod where, like, the <laughs> zero car is a half-naked guy. I definitely would be down with more of that. <laughs> All right. So my random name generator is supposed to, like, filter duplicate names, but apparently that's not working. So let's see how many... What, who do we have left? We should talk about Vacoma. Vacoma. <laughs> I love Vacoma. Vacoma is our family crest. At this point, uh, I think you're, I think we can agree that our favorite Vacoma is Tron Light Cycle Power Run. Yeah, really. Yeah, that's Sean's didn't see one. that one coming. Yeah. <laughs> so for a second there, you actually made me believe you were confused. I wasn't sure if you were sarcastic or. <laughs> <laughs> well, mine is Leg Coaster. Yes. That's fair. That's fair. Leg Coaster is. Big. That's like Maybe go to Poland, place. go to Legendia. And ride it. Yeah. Um, so, to my my bucket list has a lot of Vacomas on it. Lo- like my number one and two will be Lech Coaster and Gravity Max. So I'm a bit of a Vacoma fanboy. Just a little. Also, just a little bit Dutch. Also, I'm from Dutch. Dutch coursing through your veins. Mm-hmm. It's hard not to, to. Honestly, with with what Vacoma is pulling out of the box now, it's hard not to be obsessed mm-hmm. with their. They're, they're like the history of the designing like really popular production models that people have gotten sick of to now building like the top quality uh, custom order coaster designs things like the Disney coaster yeah, projects. All the models are really good. The, mm-hmm. All the launch coasters like the one the Shockwave model coming to Energylandia. Um, Which is not the purple one that everyone thinks. That's just another family coaster that they're adding. So they've got like 73 (laughs) Vacomas now at Energylandia, I think, right? 73? (laughs) 74. Um, (laughs) Next up is Kumbak, also Dutch. (laughs) I threw that one in there. The only Kumbak coaster that we've ridden is um, Fling the Hollander at Deathling. And it's the only Kumbak coaster we've ridden because it's the only Kumbak coaster that exists. That is the best theme park music. Yes, yes. I agree. Yes, totally. And we always play it in the car. Yeah. We're those people. Yeah, it's like the most happy music we ever play. The other things that they... Like, Kumbak <laughs> is, is a little bit like Gershlauer in the sense where like they've gotten... Their, their success has been hinged on just doing whatever, like anything. Like build if, if you want something done that's theme park related, Kumbak will attempt to do it, just to just to get the just to get the sale. Mm-hmm. They won't necessarily Which, do it well, in terms of like yeah, it wasn't the, the smartest, smartest choice, choice here. But. The trains for the scenic railway at Bakken are built by Kumbak, 
hmm. and they're terrible. They look cute. How did cute. Kumok become a thing? I feel like everything they touch like, turns to rust. Well, they've done some good things. Like, they re... They... they um, on Phantom's Revenge at Kennywood, Kumbach did the oh. the design. Like, they did the um, the mechanical redesign for, like, the brakes and stuff. Like, the, the brain of Phantom's Revenge mm-hmm. was covered by Kumbach. Um, I see. So not everything they do is terrible. A lot of what they do is terrible. But, mm-hmm. you know, like Zamperla, Broken Clock is right twice a day. That's true. I think, I think it's, it's still the, better to ask for a coaster at Kumbach than at Doppelmeyer. Doppelmeyer. <laughs> oh, God. Wait. Didn't they make those the, the, the glider thingy? At Wallaby Belgium, or was that a different yes. company? Vertigo. Okay. Vertigo. Vertigo, yeah. That's uh, the Vertigo. one I'm talking about. <laughs> God bless. They tried. They tr- it looks they really super tried cool. It. I remember the ads for it. Yeah. I mean, it was Yeah, Jean-Claude Van Damme came yeah. back to Belgium to ride it and for the promo and everything. And uh, it's one of the rides I regret not doing, even, but I was there, but it was broken down all the time. So Hopefully the uh, Doppelmeyer attraction coming to Walt Disney World uh, we'll do better. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's what they, that is what that's they their do. core business. Yes. So that's what they do. Yeah. Okay. Great coasters, international GCI go. Troy. The sensation. <laughs> um, you can go first. Wood coaster at night Valley in Shenzhen. It's like Thunderhead at Dollywood, but two put together and in a Valley. I think mine is either <laughs> Thunderhead or gold striker. gold striker. I love gold striker a lot too. And an honorable mention for Ghost Rider at Knott's Berry Farm. I'm kind of surprised that no one here said... Um, Hold on. Joris and the Drag. Joris and the Drag. Joris and the Drag is so good. Well, it is, but... It is, however. I, I remember my opinion. I think it was in 2012 that I rode both on the same day. Because oh, wow. in the morning we went to Toverland Troy and in the afternoon and to... And the Drag. Yeah. Yes. In the afternoon, we went to Efteling. And at that time, I preferred Joris. But uh, I think it, um, yeah, the drop is better on Troy. And it's one whole big ride. Mm-hmm. While Joris and the Drac, it takes like 45 seconds and it's over. Yeah, yeah it, it's is, it is small. Joris and the Drac is about style, about family mm-hmm. friendliness, and about the racing. And Troy aspect. was their big, big, there was the first big coaster. It yes. was their, like, it was their mm-hmm. power move in the yeah. Netherlands. And yeah. actually, we're going there next month. We're going to just fly in, do Lily like a park, and fly yeah. out. And so. you didn't tell me. Uh, yeah, it's well, <laughs> it's, still, <laughs> it's still planning. We're not doing time. Okay, this is, this is us telling you, Sven. Sven You'll see. Live on. You're the only Coast person we told you and the listening public uh, of Coaster Kings Radio. Okay. That we are making a guest appearance yeah. of one day. We're yeah. going to Tokyo Hotel. <laughs> in case y'all don't know where it is. Ah, okay, yeah. Yeah. And we're gonna go ride a roller coaster. And we're gonna leave yeah. again. So don't come to and, and say hi. So you want to do Phoenix, that's right? Yep. Yeah. Yep. You you gassed me up for that ride. Everyone like, has been I telling us how great Phoenix is. I hope so. that it's as good mm-hmm. as you made it sound, because if not, I will. Well, I always <laughs> say don't go to a ride with high expectations. Right. Just live it, and yeah. then you'll see how it for goes. Whatever it is, I'll enjoy it. I love that park. I went in 2013, and I'm excited to just go back in any case. But, Sean's never been, so it's a good one. And the Immoscore music is also so good. When I listen into the car, I really imagine me being there again in Avalon. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah. It sounds it's, like a commercial. It, yeah. <laughs> God, I should recruit you. Yeah. <laughs> but it still, it still feels so unreal that that park built that area. Right. 
It's, it's, really it's a little it. park that could. The little park that could. The little, that could. The little indoor park with a with mm-hmm. a Pacoma roller skater that became I, a global, power, global player. Power player. I hope they get one million visit, visitors this year, though. I hope so too. Yeah, the numbers weren't where they, they deserve wanted to it. be last year, yeah. but they deserve them for sure. I'm sure with time, people will get used to that park and their incredible power. Okay, next next designer, Schwarzkopf. Schwarzkopf. Mindbender. Ooh. Six Flags Over Georgia, Mindbender. Yeah, probably mm-hmm. the same here. Olympia looping. Oh, show off. <laughs> Sorry. That is only the magnum opus of the firm. It is the most perfect and beautiful thing imaginable, and it pulls five Gs in that Looping first star? Slaharen? Sleeping looping star. At Cyprus. The in country Cyprus. of Cyprus. Yeah, now in Cyprus. <laughs> yeah. It is cool. On the location. We just went, we went to Six Flags Ever Georgia um, a few weeks ago, uh, mostly because we needed to get our Blue, Blue, Blue Hawk, Hawk fix. Mm-hmm. Um, but Mindbender, of course, is... Just the gift that keeps on giving. Every time I ride it, I'm still so blown away by how remarkably well-engineered uh, and well-designed that ride is. From the layout to the hardware, just everything. The location at ride is, is just... You, you can't just decide to build a ride like Mindbender. Mindbender is what happens when all of the stars align and you wind up with something mm-hmm. that's greater than the sum of its parts. The only reason that I'm... <laughs> that was a very nice little... <laughs> Thank you. I worked really hard on it. My stream of consciousness about Mindbender. <laughs> the only reason I'm saying Olympia Looping is because Olympia Looping is an ass kicker. Like, mm-hmm. that that ride will rip you in half. It's so <laughs> amazing. I mean that in a good way. Mm-hmm. Anyone that hasn't ridden it, but you're wondering how or where, I would encourage you to just, you know, if you feel like it, go to London in the wintertime for Winter Wonderland. I know that's not necessarily the easiest thing for people to do but it's certainly easier than chasing it around germany like it used like you used to have to yeah but it has it's it on the website it says where it goes That's like true. last year it was all almost all season in wiener prater yeah it was at prater for the anniversary like prater's 100th anniversary mm-hmm. or 125 or something and now they have a different schwarzkopf they put um they had holland blitz there for a little bit no. like they cleared this big plot now? For Olympia Looping, and then they had Holland Blitz there, and then Olympia Looping test came is back, there now. and then Test Strike oh, okay. Laser yes. from Dorney Park is there with its Kumbach trains. Is that the actual laser? Yeah. It, it went laser back from, into the yeah, circuit? Yeah. Wow, Dorney Park. Yeah, Cedar Fair sold that coaster back into the fair circuit. Wow. Uh, which is pretty amazing. I think Next we have up. time for... You want to do one more? One more? We can do one more. It's going to be the good most, slower. Wait, really? No. We should do RMC. <laughs> okay, two more. Okay. Gerslauer, we'll go. Kevin. Can't just shut up, kind of. Okay. Goddamn. Um, <laughs> gold Rush. That's the higher. That's the higher. You say Gold Rush as if everybody already knows, like, that coaster and where you it is. You better know. Yeah. That's the higher. It's not even the but only Gerslauer. It will be top this year, though. Fury uh, will be better than Gold Rush. Ooh. It's possible. As I of right think, now? I think, well, yeah, maybe. Well, I like it better than Hang Time. And I like it better I than... Like everything better than Hang Time. Alexander. I thought <laughs> that's your kind of I don't like Pony Express better than Hang Time. Yeah, I'm going to say... Actually, I love Gold Hang Rush. Time. Gold Rush was the biggest surprise any Gerstad has ever given me. I was like, wow, this thing is actually really good. Wow. Powerful. Powerful. Yeah, Gold Rush ruined Hang Time for us because we were expecting something on the caliber of Gold Rush and... We got... Hank, that was nowhere near as good. Family coaster. But that's okay. 
But for me, there there are other ones that are better than Gold Rush, like Caracho. At I love that ride. I haven't been that one. That's, I loved it. When we went, it was it had only been open for a week, and none of the scenery was built. It was all just concrete, and that ride was still dazzling, mm. even without the. I do like Mystery Mine too. Mystery Mine. Mm. Yeah, but Schroeder's Canon is... Yeah. I remember walking into that park and seeing that steel structure and mm-hmm. being amazed. And then the train comes off mm-hmm. and in the low parts it goes so fast. Like, get your ass there. Yeah. <laughs> and also, uh, Flucht von Norgorod cannot be discounted. Yeah. That mm-hmm. ride it was, uh, like, on a, I thought, as much as I love rides, like, Saw... Uh, at Thorpe Park and Mystery Mine and stuff. Flugfall Norgorod is, is just on a different level entirely. There's no headbanging. It's incredibly smooth, even though a lot of the ride is in the dark and you can't anticipate the transitions because it's pitch black. It has a great atmosphere, a great uh, dark ride scene elements. It's got a launch. It's got a vertical lift hill, the beyond vertical drop. I mean, it's got it all. Mm-hmm. I love that Schroeder's Karen is like a nice, like, a, Large a version. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And the Smiler needs a mention as well because it's the world record for most inversions. When I but, went to Alton Towers, Smiler was in timeout. So I'm glad mm-hmm. one of us here got to ride it. Was it timeout because someone lost his leg? It was because two people lost their legs, yes. Yeah. It Oops. Was, it was busy. Okay. It was you know on timeout for mauling people. It was in the penalty box mm-hmm. for slashing. It's a hockey reference. Mm-hmm. But yeah, <laughs> it, it, it has 13 inversions, but it doesn't feel too forced for me. Like, I like yeah. the, 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 they have a lot of different kinds of inversions. She's nice. It's so Alton mm-hmm. Towers. I think they finally did something that was as impressive to look at as Nemesis. I'm sure Nemesis is still more of the favorite, but Smiler mm-hmm. was like, finally just looking at it, it's like, wow, like mm-hmm. they went for it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then last but not okay, least... Now we have to talk about RMC. Rocky Mountain Construction. Lord Allen Shilke. Well, for me, it's easy. I've only done one. So, Twisted Colossus. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's a good choice, even if you've done them all. Mine... But lightning. I'm hoping that Untamed will top it, though. Oh, I'm sure it will. I'm sure it will. Um, for me, it would either be Lightning Rod or Outlaw Run. I like both a lot. I like that Lightning Run... Um, like sorry, Outlaw Lightning Run. Rod... Yeah. Is uh, has a big focus on that launch and like airtime, like it's kind of like a like a little hyper through the hills. Mm-hmm. But I loved how Outlaw Run incorporated all those, um, like a little bit more twisty yeah. and that uh, in, you know, those inversions. The are inversions are sick. really well incorporated on Outlaw Run. So I, uh, I have a hard time picking between the two. I didn't quite realize I was gonna like We're Outlaw Run team that much. Coasters like I don't like the Iron Horse. Iron Horses are fine, but I didn't quite realize I was gonna love yeah. Outlaw Run and yeah. like just the wooden coasters they make. I feel like they're like a different breed. They're so much more, so much better. So I'm not sure. I don't want those would be my favorite. Yeah, for me, I, for me, I'm I'm a lightning lightning rod's my number one. Uh, I'm not a, like I, I enjoy inversions, but I I think enjoy the lack of inversions on light on on lightning rod even more. Having said that, it was like Outlaw Run having inversions was a good fit for the park because at the time, Silver Dollar City only had one looping coaster, whereas Dollywood uh, already had three. So not having loops on Lightning Rod was, I don't think anybody was like, oh, this should have a barrel roll in it somewhere. But for Outlaw Run, the inversions uh, are are really a huge uh, addition, not only to the ride, but to the park's roster uh, of rides, with Time Traveler only now being their third uh, looping coaster. And then as far as Iron Horses go, like, we haven't ridden Steel Vengeance yet. We will Not be yet. riding Steel we'll Vengeance. We'll bring it next month, next hopefully. Month, probably. Yeah. Uh, Wait. What? Lightning Rod doesn't have any inversions? No. Crap, I didn't know that. You didn't know that? 
<laughs> no, it's it's the only it topper truck. It's hilarious. Coaster. It's like a big wooden hyper coaster through the hills. Yeah. There's like only there's no... I think there's only two RMCs oh. with no loops. Texas Giant wow. and Lightning Rod. Yeah, if I'm not mistaken. So that's the only RMC coaster without loops. Yeah. Well, well the Texas, Texas Giant Texas has Giant. overbank hill with no inversions. Yeah. That was the first okay. Iron Horse coaster, but, uh, but yeah, Iron Rattler was the first. RMC lightning rod that has like not even close to inversion. There's no yeah. like overbanking. It's all just kind of like yeah. The, it has 90 degree moments. It has a couple of overbanks. It has like a wall, no wall turn and yeah. stuff. But yep. Okay. But it has a quadruple yeah. down, which is really the whole the thing. The, the thing about that ride that mm. really blows my mind every time is just mm. the insane downhill buddy hop deluge, and and then deluge. the fifth bunny hop under the brake run where you feel like you're gonna get your head cut off. And then you know a, a non-inverting. They call it a, nine, a non-inverting dive loop, uh, but then it's I not see. a loop, so it doesn't invert. So I don't know why they call it that. But I digress. It's a great element as it brings you back up to the brake run and that nice little last drop into the brake. I really feel like a European noob now. Oh, no, it's okay. <laughs> but we're getting our RMC, so it's so easy to just assume that if RMC built it, it yeah, in it because barrel rolls like and saying. stalls and things, Top Gun stalls are like quintessential rmc components okay and with that we have finished a little game of yeah our game of of a uh, roller coaster roulette well, well i gave it a name earlier i forget the name that we came up with on the it started with what's what's that manufacturer we're so professional here it's unbelievable we're gonna make up a new name yeah. for it on spot because and there's some there's even more manufacturers we can talk about yeah, yeah next time i'll talk about pinfari and how it kills people yeah we can talk about wacky worms <laughs> being, worms being the virus of the world and Wow, that was pretty wild. I like fucking worms a little more than you do, Ooh, apparently. I mean, I credit some credit, great airtime on those things. With Did you guys do a reverse Sean coaster? Oh, have you ridden River Sean? What? What? How do you, how do you pronounce it again? But I said reverse Sean. Well, River Sean. Yeah. They built, they built the wild mice at a Disney World, uh, Primeval World. Primeval Swirl. They built the original oh, spinning is. mice. Gross. And then. Uh, we didn't talk about Mauer either. Well, we talked about Mauer in the context of Golden Horse ripping them off. Okay. So it looks like we're going to play the game again in the future. Yeah. Thank <laughs> you for listening Thank to <laughs> What's This Manufacturer. I hope you all were playing the game at home, too. If not, we'll play it again, and then you should join in with us also. You know what? Send us in your favorites. So that's like to info at thecoasterkings.com. Also, if you have any questions, let us know if you... Any topics, any ideas. Any ideas yeah. for games that we can play for your enjoyment. Or send us a really unpopular opinion, and we're going to talk about yeah. a really unpopular opinion. We love hot takes. We love hot takes, and we're going to take, make hot take even hotter. And we will broadcast them. Live. No, yeah. no live. But you can and, and we will later. flare Meteor, <laughs> your hot takes, all over the internet. Way over the Mediterranean. All over the Mediterranean and beyond. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, yeah, all your hot takes... And everything to info at thecoasterkings.com. Awesome. All right, guys. Don't forget to share, subscribe, like us, download, Instagram. like us, wave at us. Yeah, when you because see us we parts. like you. Send us private messages you if like you want. You. Meet up with us. And uh, thank you for listening to Coaster Kings Radio. <laughs> Have a wonderful rest of your morning, evening, mid-afternoon, whatever you are doing at this time. Exit to your left and enjoy the rest of your day. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs>